Welcome to Eagle Nation. Don't forget to join us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter so you never miss an episode. Right, welcome Wayne. Uh, Dan can't make it today and it's not because of COVID protocols, but you yourself have been in the COVID protocols like the Eagles, so you probably have a better understanding than most of us. Yeah, good. Thanks, Wazza. Yeah, I've uh, been in a week ISO because my son had COVID. And uh, for the last week, and he's come out today and seems to be pretty good. So, as always, you've got to spend a week in COVID ISO. And look, I'm not sure how the player's going to go because you can't do a lot of training at home. So, uh, unless they've got out in some secret little sessions in the middle of the night. <laughs> yeah, it'd be interesting to see yeah. what goes on. But we'll talk more about that pretty much later on in the show because it is COVID, uh, COVID chaos, get it out. Um, and it's probably going to affect the Eagles again this week. If you're a long-time listener to the podcast, spread the word to all your mates, your family members, or your Eagles fans. We're on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter, and you can get the podcast on basically any podcast pa- platform going around at the moment, even Amazon if you're in America. And hello to all our American listeners because there's quite a lot of them. Um, let's talk about our sponsors now. Um with Manscaped. So, as you know, um, for the first couple of months here, Manscaped have uh, jumped into partnership with us. So, if you want to buy anything through Manscaped, and it's, let's face it, for you guys out there, uh, it's pretty good stuff. Yeah, all your grooming stuff for downstairs, and that's what it's probably pushed more towards but you can use it for anywhere you get the nasal uh trimmer and all that the weed whacker as dan's favorite but if there's women out there that want to buy the man a good uh thing go on and uh get eagle nation 20 percent off if you use a code and all those guys living in the 70s that are like looking like porn stars with hair everywhere man it's time to do (laughs) something um but I'll just tell you about it. The Performance Package 4.0 by Manscaped, it's arrived and it's a game changer. So you'll get the Lawn Mower 4.0 trimmer, the Weed Whacker, Ear, Nose and Hair Trimmer, a Crop Preserver Border Odorant, a Crop Reviver Toner, Performance Boxer Briefs and a Travel Bag. The Travel Bag is leather, so it's pretty good. Oh, and yeah, um, top class. Yeah, so get on there, guys. Um, 20% off if you use... The Eagle Nation as your code at manscaped.com. So they're our sponsors. So get on board and, uh, yeah, do yourself a favour. Great Easter present. If you don't want to have chocolates, get some <laughs> Manscaped gear. It'll keep your weight down and uh, it'll keep you looking good. <laughs> and it might lead to getting something else. Yeah, Easter bunny. <laughs> we'll keep it um, fr- child-friendly. All right, COVID chaos. Where am I now? I'm lost. All right, the round had it all, buddy. Uh, buddy. Buddy Franklin. Oh, it was his round, wasn't it? thousand goals. It's Only five of them now have done that in the history of the game. Six now. Six. Oh, six he's, yeah. he's number six. Yeah. So you yeah, probably I always forget Gordon commentary. So, uh, yeah, it's just enormous. And um, talking about COVID, be interested to see what anything comes out of that game. Yeah, well, what, what did you think <laughs> of that? Um, I'm sitting there going, where's the security? Yeah. I remember Matt, uh, Matthew Lloyd getting his 100. Mm. And I think I remember seeing Buddy getting his 100. And there were security guards around yeah. him straight yeah. away. Yeah. Now, there was something like 32 security guards there, and you're telling me not one of them or a group of them couldn't get around him? Yeah. It was Because I remember watching Plugger get his, um, I think it was his thousandth goal, 
what was the record? One the other. I was at the Sydney Cricket Ground and they had, honestly, they had, well, they would have had 150 security people around the boundary line and he was just surrounded. So uh, it was interesting. Sydney players, I think two of them had to go out the entrance out of the other side of the yeah. ground. Chad Warner and uh, Florian. Yeah, 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 young Florian. And they had to be walked walked around <laughs> around the whole ground just to get back to the change rooms. Yeah, because it's not like um, not to save where you can walk around in a mm. whole circle. It's all the mm. different old cricket grounds. And, uh, yeah. Um, what am I saying? Not the cricket ground. The um, old stands, they're all separate. So, yeah, it would have been interesting. I I was watching the game and they're up the Geelong end and I saw about 10 or 12 security guards. I go, what are you doing up that end? Yeah, they should be down now. You know, yeah. I'm like, you know, what's going on? And I think they would have been in. Uh, I think the AFL dodged a bullet. Oh, without a doubt. They and dodged um, a bullet that no one got hurt or yeah. Buddy didn't get hurt yes. or mm. any players didn't get hurt. So, And then the next day, totally the opposite, MCG evacuation. Yes. I think it was you that alerted to me. Yeah. I got on the radio yeah. and there was a fire alarm and it was set off in a kitchen where mm. one of the sprinklers come on because of the steam mm. and yeah. that created the um, fire alarm. So you had a drain of people going into the, into the crowd, in, in, into the ground, and then uh, the next day everyone going out. Going out, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, it was a week that had everything. Um, we're going to talk about the Eagles game in, in a brief moment, but – should the game been postponed? Um, no, I don't think it should have myself. But I'm probably a tragic footballer, but um, I think they had because they put the uh, extra things in place where they could extra players and yeah. things like that. Um, I and I it worked, obviously worked pretty well for us. I think it worked pretty well. The interesting and everyone's saying the same thing. If it was a um, if it was a Melbourne. Or if it was a Geelong, or was if it was a Richmond, would they postpone the game? I'd like to think they wouldn't, because they've even got more people over there to choose from. Um, so I think the I think the life's just got to go on, as tough as it is. Um, and I think the Eagles have actually shown them uh, the way forward, without a doubt. And I think they've gained us so much respect from the football world for what they did. Oh, yeah, of course they did. Mm. Um, a lot of coaches have come out and said they didn't like it. Mm. Um, Hardwick said they were ready to loan players if they had to. Mm. Uh, they put that towards the AFL, but I think it got knocked back. Um, I think the thing that heightened it was the Eagles had so many on the injury list. Yeah. And if you say to say the same thing happened to probably, say, Sydney Swans or somebody that's only got two or three on the injury list, they probably wouldn't have to um, – Delve that deep into no, their true. resources, mm. um, and the thing is, it could happen again this week for the derby. But I guess we'll soon find out. Um, all right, let's get into the final siren. We won't put the uh, we won't, oh, it gives me work mobile. Sorry, mate. Um, what did you, what were your thoughts on postponing? Oh, yeah, look, I look at first, I thought you know, I was glad I was against North Melbourne. No mm. disrespect to North Melbourne, um, mm. I just think. You know, if it had been somebody like Melbourne, I reckon the score would have been oh, gotcha. massive. Hmm. Uh, we're pretty lucky. Um, but in saying that, we um, you can't really say that, can you, until you're playing that. That's right. And um, North Melbourne could have put us away in the second quarter, but they hmm. didn't. So, no. um, yeah, look, at first I said postpone it, but, um, yeah, I'm glad they didn't. Hmm. And, yeah, I, I, well, we're going to talk about it right now. Yeah. They were decimated by the AFL health and safety protocols, but you couldn't fault the effort of the Eagles, their willingness to, to compete. And uh, unfortunately, um, 
North Melbourne ran out 10 14 74 to 8 11 59 victors. And um, we didn't even have any luck going in before the game because we had 13 out before the bounce. Yep. And as Simo was doing an interview, he um, <laughs> looks over his shoulder and there's another one hopping out. And Declan Mountford had to run down from Sands to get. That was, that was a great story Dermot told on the TV that he's in the lift to go up to his commentary and this guy's in the lift with him and he said, oh, who are you? And he says, my name's Declan Mountford. I'm just going to uh, get ready. I'm, I've got to come in and play for the Eagles. He says it was, it was, was. He said it was just a classic, you know. Well, look, that's a record for a, a mm. chain from one game to the next uh, 14. So, uh, like I said, it's unprecedented times of COVID. So, but... You know, end of the day, North held on. They had to win the game. Um, if they didn't, there would have been questions asked. Yep. But the Eagles gave a good thing. Um, let's talk about some of the Eagles and their best players. Now, to me, um, everyone's different. They all see, you know, they all see the uh, game differently. Um, I thought Willie Rioli, three votes. Mm. That was my three votes. Jeremy McGovern, two votes. And I gave Luke Shuey one what was yours? Uh, well, I, I say, same at the top two, but I had them reversed. I thought yeah. Gov played a great game and uh, Willie, without a doubt. I had Liam Duggan as number one. Uh, I had Shuey. Yeah, yeah, one vote. I had Shuey sort of between him and Shuey. Yeah. I thought Duggan played really well. Um, but, uh, I, I, you know, we had the opportunity to win that game. There's no question. But, you know, Liam missed a pretty easy one in the last. We know Darling missed that the sitter. He rushed it too quickly and missed that. Um, probably the difference just why Buddy's kicked a thousand goals because he doesn't do that crap. Yeah. So, um, um, so we had our chances. There's no question there. Um, but in saying that, uh, well, I think a lot of good came out. I thought Luke Foley's first half was pretty poor, but his second half was excellent. I thought um, also it was great to see um, Liam played, even though he missed a few goals. He played a really good game, Liam Ryan. Oh yeah, he, yeah. he, he was dangerous. Um, and that's what I'm talking about. Like briefly, I just go over Shuey. Mm. Shuey had um, 23 disposals, so it was good that he got a lot of the ball. Nine tackles, score, six score involvement, eight clearances. Mm. And that's why I had him in the votes. Willie Rioli kicked four goals, 18 disposals at 88 percent efficiency, eight score involvements. And McGovern, to me, it was probably the best game I've seen in quite a long while from oh, him. Over 12 months um, for me. And, you know, without him down there, I think Larky could have kicked about 10. Mm. Um, and there's one other guy that I want to just give a brief shout-out to was Patrick Nash in his second game. Yes, excellent game. Um, I thought he battled all game and uh, just showed what you can do. Um, you said Liam Duggan, 18 touches, one goal. I thought he did pretty good. Some other people didn't think he played that great, and I mm. said, "Well, you need to go watch game again." Yeah, because very um, quiet first quarter, and he hasn't and he hasn't played for yeah, close well, to twelve months. Well, it's the same as um, Jack Darlin. Mm. Yeah, he copped a hell of a lot of abuse, mm. and I'm thinking it's his first game back. Had no preseason. Well, you know, it's his own fault. Yeah, but he was rusty as, but he led in the right positions. Yeah. So my thing is there. There's one player that had a blind of the week before, and. I go on about him a lot because I, I want to see these guys succeed. He was nowhere to be found at the bottom of the feet, and that was Jack Petricelli. Yes. And he had a shocker. And I know Dan's not here, and one of Dan's favourite players is Xavier O'Neill. Oh, very disappointing. But if you want to be a midfielder, mm. Xavier, you need to get more than 10 yeah. possessions. Yes. And, um, you know, he did a few good little things there, but you're a midfielder. You've got to impose yourself on the game. And I just... Yeah, you need to do something. 
in yeah. the next few weeks if you keep playing to hold your spot because, you know, those two players there need to stand up more regularly. Mm. Yeah, and I, I think to, another player that really disappointed me was Alex Witherton. Came with a big reputation with his skills and his kicking. And some of his turnover kicking was, you know, there were three goals that they well, got. Yeah, there was three goals directly from, from his, his turnovers. And they were bad kicks, you know. And he's, he's supposed to be one of the best kicks in our team. He's supposed to be elite. And That's I have not seen – since he's been at the Eagles, I haven't seen it. No. Um, I don't know if he's having trouble with our game plan or he's trying to play a different sort of game than he used to at Brisbane. But he's supposed to be an elite kicker and – yeah, three turnovers, three goals. And that, they were costly goals because you look at the end. Oh. We, you know, we got two posters at the mm. end. Mm. Down the line, it, it hurt you. Yeah. And, um, and that's not to say he's the only one. Shannon Hearn did it the week before. Mm. Little kicks out. You know, clear, clear the zone. Um, two kids that probably got their chance before they would normally. Callum Jamison and Jack Williams mm. lost at sea, both of them. Oh, definitely. But what a great experience for them. Oh, yeah. You look, know, like, don't I mean, don't for, get me wrong because I've, I've got raps on big both of them, you know. To be fair on Jamison, he's a ruckman. He's not a fullback. Yeah, he's not a back. So <laughs> I was astounded. Yeah. yeah down back. <laughs> he's probably saying, what the hell's going on, Simo? Mm, yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's never played back before from my knowledge. Especially at West Perth and that. Um, it was great the way, though, that Gov and especially Bunga Hearn got behind him and made sure, you know. Yeah, when he made, you know, a, few made mistakes. a few mistakes. They didn't, there was no castigating. And, you know, just um, helped him. I think there was one there where he was unfortunate, you know. It, you know, I think he got in the back of somebody or. Yeah. And uh, Shannon went over and just tapped him on the head. Hmm. And I went, that's great. That's yeah, brilliant. That's you know? leadership. And, hmm. um, yeah, that was just touching to see. And, you know, you, you learn those from those things. Jack Williams, he's big and cumbersome. Um, he's going to be a good forward, I'm telling you. Mm. Um, he's a big boy. He's a big lad. and yeah. um, He needs some good waffle time. Yeah, he, he's, no he's a project player. And look, there's not many times where you come straight out of waffle mm. Colts and you become um, a leading forward. You know, Aaron Norton probably went out of the norm, yeah. but he was more of a back. So uh, Jack's played always up forward. So look. He got his chance. Um, you got to jump at it when you get it. Yeah. Um, let's talk about some of the Waffle Boys that were in the team because, really, some of them showed some of these players that, that mm. on the Eagles list um, what you can do with yeah. short notice. I mean, your boy Blackie came in and kicked oh, that Black. ripper goal. You know, a great interview at the end of the game with sure He said, oh, yeah, Blackie's 42 or so. We're going <laughs> on 42. But, you know, he played – you know, he gave us some real zest. And I think I think all the boys that came in – I mean, Gyro showed some great pace, did a lot of good things. I think Dewar did some good things. And I think Mountford did some really good things. I think they all Coming played, right at the end there. I thought they all did their part. Gyro or Gyro, however you spell it, he's – Handballing problem wasn't the best, but hmm. he got the ball. Yeah. And, um, you know, he attacked it. And like you said, Mountford, to be sitting in the stands and then end up having 12 possessions hmm. after half time and a goal. Yeah, kicked a vital goal in the last so, quarter that really um, getting us back into it. Great Nainsworth was the one that was also playing back in the blue hmm. and gold. His mum was pretty happy about that, uh, but he got injured. Uh, I think he did a knee or something. Yeah, um, he did a knee, and I think that's going to put him out for a fair while. Um, so, unfortunately, but, you know, you got the chance again, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. these players now, they've been on show. In the mid-season draft, they can be picked up by any team now. Mm. Yeah. So, um, you know, Aaron Black might get a call-up. 
you know. Mm. And it was funny to hear the interviews where, and I think it was um, Angus Dewar, it was Angus Liffeland. Yes. Um, both, you know, they were overlooked for heaps of drafts and then sometime, I think one year they both forgot about it mm. just because they, you know, just didn't think they were going to get picked up. Yeah. And I, I mean, I could see Stefan Gyro getting picked up. Yeah, because well, he gives he gives you pace. I actually was surprised that Freo dropped him. To mm, be honest, yeah. Um, but I guess they've got quite a lot of those players yeah. on their list. So. I mean, everyone's got those type of. And he, the other bloke, you know, we I think we touched on a bit earlier. Uh, sure, we mentioned but Petreski Seaton's game was a really ripper game, and I and I, and I think he's. And guys, mentioning off off here, he's going to be so much better when we get Yoey and that back into the middle because he gives us speed on that wing. That we've well, nothing against Gaffy. Gaffy's a great ball gatherer and everything, but he he's hasn't got accumulated. He's accumulated, yeah. but he doesn't have that speed that yeah. Petreski Seaton's got, and I think it's going to be a really bonus when we yeah, get him back in. He, he ended up with nineteen possessions. I thought he did pretty good. Um, and like I said, Nash on the other wing, he did really good. So I thought there was a bit of difference there. We we went up the guts quite a bit. Hmm. Um, we attacked, and hey, with five minutes to go or seven minutes to go, wherever it was. We were within two kicks, you know, and yeah. kicked two posters. So, yeah. um, if they had won that game, I, even though we didn't win the game, I think it was um, something that the club needed. Yes. And I think it's, you know, every now and then clubs need that bit of a culture shift and yeah. stuff like that. And stuff like this builds clubs. Yeah. And I know Eagles have been around for a while and they built themselves on success, but maybe it's the adversity now that. Um, Mm. That they need, that they need to uh, say. Well, we're not like you know, we're not yeah. that great, but you know, you, you, I don't know if you saw at the end of the game too. David Noble from the Kangaroos coach, he wasn't happy at all. He was thinking, "Geez, we've just we've got away with one here." Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, you listen to him afterwards. He said, "You you've got to pay a team like this respect because they did have eight Premiership mm. players out there." Yeah, but he goes, "You know, you still got to beat the team that you're out there," and yeah. He he's, he was very respectful of what he said and how he said it. Hmm. And he was saying, oh, you know, everyone has gone, oh, you had to win this game. And he goes, well, we have to win every game. Hmm. So it doesn't matter. And just because they had a lot of players, that doesn't mean, you know, we're going to win it. Yeah. We had to fight for it and they did. And But when you think about it, Larky, he was probably the difference. Oh, Six without goals. Hmm. And Aaron Hall off yeah. halfback. Yeah. I don't know who was on him. But I don't think there was anyone yeah. on him. But again, you've you, you've got the younger new guys running off the half forward, like the Jewers and the Mountfords, and that probably not used to picking up these players at this type of, in this type of level. In yeah, you know, that's Hall's job is to like we've had for Bunga over the years. It was his job to be free and run and, yeah. and get the ball, and that was his job. Yeah, Larky's a great talent. He always has been. He was probably lucky. Would he have got six with Tommy Barras on him? I don't know. It's hard. You can't say he could have, he would have, or he didn't. He actually played pretty good. He played for a really good game. He's year. very strong. He's strong. Yeah. Very. He's a real up and coming kid, there, I reckon. There's one uh, person that probably probably didn't get any media talk about him or just went about and did his job, and that was our ex captain, Shannon Hearn. Mm. He was on uh, Zerha, and Zerha had no impact on that no. game. Not at all. And, and he's been a thorn in our t- yeah. side. And I thought, you know, I was waiting for people to say, oh, Shannon Heard, yeah, what a game. And I never heard anything from anyone. Mm. And I'm like, oh, he kept him goalless. Yeah. I think and- I think he and Gov just controlled that back line brilliantly. And, yeah, to me, that, that game for me for Gov was a making of him to be a leader because 
you could see he was talking to the guy, young guys, and he's talking to yeah. Luke Foley. I saw him at one stage talking to Luke Foley, pointing to positions he should have been in and things like that. And that, to me, has made the make. And that's what I haven't seen from him. That's what's been disappointing for me for him. But um, uh, it sort of makes me think too, you know, like, and I made this comment on Saturday after the game, is that should we, you know, should we be in a rebuilding stage? You look at this, how well we did with those those players. Should we be looking to be in a rebuilding stage and not so much – we're not going to win the premiership with this – Well, we're not. Well, no. With this group. And we both said that yeah. before the start of the season and I think Dan was agreeance with us. But, yeah, makes you think, should we have gone into that rebuilding stage? And look what you can do with you, you young players. They're just off they go. Yeah, well, like I think this might be a rethink that the club is going to have to do. They're going to put more faith in the youngsters, I think. Um, Simo's probably have to change that as a coach's thing and the selectors. So this might be the change that they needed. It was mm. forced, like I said last week in the podcast. But, um, hey, uh, it could happen again this week. So let's talk about this week coming up. It's bounced down. It's Derby 54, I think. <laughs> I hope I'm right. Uh, Eagles versus Frio this Sunday at Optus at 4.20. The time slot, I can't believe this is not on a Saturday night. Oh. Yeah, 4.20 <clears throat> on a Sunday. It's like the VFL, and I say that um, sarcastically, is they don't give a shit about derbies or no. that unless it's in Melbourne. Yeah, throw it out, throw it in the back burner and they can, yeah. You know, the, the showdown, as they call it, in South Australia is on a Friday night. Mm. Why isn't this on a Saturday night standalone? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, 4.20 on a Sunday afternoon, country people, kids for school. It's um, I don't know what the restrictions are this week. Is it 45,000? Well, the way I understand it, it goes back to 75% as of midnight tonight. Right, uh, so, uh, sorry, midnight t- tomorrow night. So, so it's only 45,000 then. Mm, so yeah. it's reserved seating members. So... Yeah, it'd be interesting. Um, I think we find out Friday if you're a reserve seat member. Um, just have a look at emails, guys. I wouldn't have a clue. haven't really delved into it this week. Um, Derby 54, Eagles have won 32 and Freo have won uh, 21. The longest streak was the one we just recently had, which was 11, until um, Freo beat us last, last year mm. by uh, 13 points, I think it was. So that was 11. The biggest um, margin for the Eagles in a derby for a win is 117 points right back in two, year 2000. Scotty Cummins kicked 10 goals that game. Right. Um, yep. And he's the highest um, goal kicker for a derby. And for Fremantle fans out there that uh, want to know, their biggest score margin was 75 points against us in 2010. So, um, yeah, it's interesting. Uh, the last, I think, in the 11 that we did straight, I think there was one there by Eagles by 91 points mm. and another one by 70 or 80. Yeah, we beat them in the wet on a um, yeah, it was 91 points. Friday night or Saturday yeah. night. Yeah, very wet. And that was a Fremantle home game. Yeah, that was that was brilliant. That was awesome. a, a mate of mine asked me to go with him because he's a Fremantle supporter. Well, they kicked two goals, <laughs> yeah. 13 or 14 yeah. or something like that. Yeah. And I, I did send him a message, aren't you glad I didn't come? <laughs> it was wrapped. <laughs> well, let's get into the wings that are clipped and the ones that are COVID clipped. Yeah. Uh, Connor West, he could be back this week with a test on his hamstring. Jackson Nelson, the knee last week before the game, he's a test. Andrew Gaff could be back with a foot. Um, he was touch and go last week. So he's a test. But the ones that will be missing are Elliot Yo, 
He's um, two weeks of a calf. Tom Joyce is an ankle. Zane True, he's had another reoccurrence of the shin. So he's not having any good luck. He probably would have got a game on the oh, weekend. It would have been great for Zane to get um, in there. Oscar Allen, well, who knows what's going on him. He was <coughs> uh, five weeks for seven weeks. Now it's four weeks. So mm. it's going to work out to be 11 to 12 weeks. So when we get to 12 weeks, he'd probably be still four weeks. Yeah. So who knows what's going on there. Um Greg Clark, he's be back in a few weeks of shoulder. Jamie Cripps is uh, back within a month, I reckon. He's uh, back at full running and mm. all that, so just getting that pec muscle. Um, Dom Sheeds, probably way off yet, ankle. Mm. And Chesser and Tom Cole, well, they're going to be missing for most of the year, if not all the year. Mm. Um, and COVID clip, well, Josh Kennedy, he's back in this week, unless something strangely happens, but yeah. he's the only one out so far. The rest that could come out um, probably Thursday or Friday are Jack Waterman, Zach Langdon, Jack Redden, Nick Natnui, Brady Hoff, Isaiah Winder, Jermaine Jones, Josh Rotham, Don Barras, Harry Edwards, Hugh Dixon. <laughs> yeah, well, Bailey Williams will be out because he's only just gone into ISO. Bailey Williams is in. So, yeah. Um, you seem to have a good game. And mm. that's one I've got, I forgot to touch on. Back in the final siren is Bailey Williams. I thought he impressed me. Yeah, he did did some good stuff. Yeah, he stood up. He had a shocking probably first quarter, but after yeah. that, I reckon he was really, really good. Yeah, really. And I take it well. back from the week before. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, like I said to you at the start of the show, you know, we're talking about Martin the self and I say, but uh, it's going to be interesting how how these guys, what have they been doing in isolation? You know, like fitness wise, they've probably got bikes there and that that the club has probably hired them and, and other fitness gear there in their in their uh, yards and that but you, you can't do it as you know you've played and I've and I played played a pretty high level it's a, if you're not doing the hard stuff at training it's very hard to come back the next week and we're talking we could have 10 players that are coming back are we going to put the 10 or 11 players back into wouldn't. the team no nah. but there is a difference when we played we just had alcohol and that got us back on the track, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. So it was like, oh, we're feeling a shit. I'll oh, just drink a little bit more and you'll be all mm. right. <laughs> yeah. And these guys are a lot fitter than us. Mm. Um, Fife, he's out for uh, Frio uh, with a back injury now, not um, what he ever shoulder injury before. Mm. So he's probably another six to eight weeks away. Monday, Monday, oh, get Monday. it out, Monday, he's out with COVID. So last week he was a close contact. This week he's got it. Yeah. So it's hard to be his family member. Um, Tabner will probably come in. Mm. Um, I'm pretty sure he'll play. Um, and I think that's what they missed uh, going to Saints, somebody to kick to. And if they mm. if he plays, we're going to have to be on our best players down down back. Um, mm. Sean Darcy is a test with a calf. That'll be touch and go. They'll leave it to the last minute. Sonny Walters a wrist. He's playing. According to – I heard he I heard the coach, Freo's coach, say today oh. he's definitely playing. All right, cool. And Nathan Wilson's probably the only one there that's probably missing long-term with a shoulder. So mm. – um, oh, and there's a young guy, Matt Johnson. He's still yeah, on he's, the sideline. Yeah, he's syndemosis. But, um, look, man, they've got um, heaps of good players to look out for. Brayshaw's having – He's, he's outstanding. He was outstanding. I watched yeah, that game. I watched that game on the weekend. He was he was the difference of not lo- losing by ten goals. To be honest, yeah, look, he played um, such a good game. Yeah, he, he stood up. Luke Ryan. Well, I wouldn't mind having him in my side. Mm. Uh, Pierce. Yeah, so there's some backmen. Uh, Walters, as you said, is playing. Uh, Hayden Young and Sarong and Brody. There, they're mm. probably the midfielders. But 
you know, the, the, the probably bad thing about them is they were undersized against Saints. Mm. Um, if the Eagles don't get all their players back, they're going to be the same size as the Eagles. Yeah. So I don't. I think there's going to be pretty even there. Um, you've got players like um, Switakowski and Clark. Clark's he fits into Fremantle really good off that halfback. Yeah. Yeah. He just runs. So um, whoever's in the half forward needs to man up on him. Uh, Logue, he's doing pretty good down back. Lob, oh, I like Lob, but you don't know what day yeah. you're going to get. Yeah. What lo- What Rory gonna Lob are going to get? Gonna, yeah. yeah. Um, so he's got a, you know, I can see him taking a game apart sometime. I hope it's not this week. What well, damaging? Because if Tabernard's back, you got him and Tabernard to deal with, and and we we would we would need Barass back this week with yeah. Gov, and they're going to have to take one of them. Going to have to take one of them each. Otherwise, yeah. we're going to struggle a bit with that height. Um, in the preseason, there was a young kid called uh, Frederick mm. who had pace to burn. He didn't play that great against the Saints, but he's one to watch out for because. Yeah, every time he's played on us, even last mm. year, I think he had a pretty good game. Schultz, he's a little goal sneaky. He's pretty good. Banfield now, you know, Banfield, he, if he gets his chance, he can be damaging. Yeah. He's, he's another player like Lobb. He's been around Look, you know, he's been around a long, long time. Yeah, so it's time for him to really shine. Mm. Uh, I think they had Collier as a sub, so they might go for pace knowing that, mm. you know, Eagles aren't renowned for being a fast side, so... Mm. Um, who knows how they're going to look, but yeah, it's going to be an interesting derby. It, it, I'm just hoping there's enough Eagles players. I hope it's not a waffle derby. No, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I don't normally get on other players. But I mean, as you know, I watch a lot. You and you and Sam watch a lot of footy, and I like watching a lot of players. And there's one player I'm really glad for, and he's happened to be a Frio on the Frio team. Is Alec Pierce that player at fullback? I mean, I've rated this guy for years. I, I think he's a gun. Defender, and he's had some shocking ankle injuries. You know, he just gets back and he gets the ankle again. He, he has syndemosis. He's had surgery on his feet, and he's come good. Now he's he's played first two games this year. He's outstanding there. And with Luke Ryan, and now Hambling's back um, in that back line, and with Clark and Jordan Clark in there, they're making a really good tough back line there. To, to but even though they got beaten on the weekend, but uh, but Alec Pierce, he's one to watch. He's a you know. Our forwards have to go be on their main because he's a really, really, really top. And I'm just glad for him he's back playing footy again and playing some consistently good footy. Yeah, yeah. I, like, I have to agree on everything you've just said. Um, you know, I just hope Eagles win. Oh, yeah. That's all mm. I want to know. That's mm. all, I, you know, because if, you, if you're zero and three at the start mm. of the year, like you said, the rebuild must come. It's going to have to come. Yeah. You know, not many teams comes back. I've got a little stat for you. Can you name how many players, this is a bit off track, but it's Eagles and Frio related. Can you name how many players have played for both teams? For both t- what? So both West Coast and Frio. How many have played? One's played for either yeah. team. Um, so they've gone from West Coast to Frio or Frio to West Coast. I would, I'm sort of thinking maybe six. Thirteen. I'm gonna say you kept you, do, you kept counting after that when yeah, I said that. Thirteen that and they are Dale Kickett. He only played one game for the yeah, Eagles, but yeah. still one game. Hmm. Brendan Crummel, Scott Walters, um, Brendan Ratsliff, Tony Godden, Greg Harding, David Hines, Trent Carroll, Brendan Fuster, Daniel Metropolis, Jared Schofield, Hugh Dixon, and Stephen Jaro. Jeez. So there you go. I I was I was pretty stunned. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't realise it was that many. Um, mm. 
I was like, oh, really? Yeah, I was like, yeah. I had to go back. And I'm like, I remember, you know, some of them, but yeah, I forgot that Brendan Fuser played for them and yeah. stuff like that. So, and then I suppose you put the Dixon and Gyro mm. there right mm. at the end. So, interesting. Look, if you're going to get down there, let's hope it's a good game. Let's hope the Eagles can field a. Well, they had a competitive side against North Melbourne, but let's hope they got a stronger team. Um, even though I did like having the Waffle guys in there, um, I'd rather have the Eagle players back, um, especially Nick Nat. I think if Nick Nat's in, we've got a chance. If we yep. haven't, maybe we might get exposed there. Um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Um, look, it's a 50-50 game. Um, if Freo lose, they're not going to be asking questions. And yeah. I think West Coast, if they lose, they'll have something to look at. But Freo, there's probably a bigger game for Freo. Oh, without than a West doubt. Coast. Without a doubt. I mean, Freo are, Freo are one of the up and comers who are supposed to be on the verge of making the eight. And that's what they're expected to do. Uh, whereas. Fell across the line against Crows and yeah. lost the Saints. Yeah. And whereas we're a team. None of us expect. Well, yep. I can't remember what Dan picked, but I, I certainly know I had us in the bottom eight, not the top eight. Yeah, I had him. I had us, you know, borderline. Yeah. Uh, yeah, at the t- top end, you'd look at top six if everything went right, but nothing has. No. So um, I, I want to finish in the t- bottom four because hmm. I want to make an offer to Luke Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> that would be good. Yeah, two he, first round draft picks come play for us for the next ten years, and you got it made, mate. Yeah. He hasn't uh, same with your mates. He hasn't signed a contract yet, so that's interesting. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Same as Tim English, but mm. if I had the choice, I'd be going Luke Jackson oh, yeah. any, any mm. day of the week. So, but that's going to come at a pretty big cost if we if we. Oh well, get him. it's probably a cost I'm prepared to take. Oh yeah, yeah, it would be a better cost than the one. They just have to do some better drafting with later picks. Yeah, mm. and um, hopefully that you know pick midfielders that are going to play midfield and. Mm. Get the ball enough. So. Yeah. But anyway, uh, thanks for joining in, guys. It's COVID chaos. It could be COVID chaos again this week at the Derby. Um, get down there if you got a ticket. Um, if you're not, watch it on KO. Yeah. I think it's no, it's live this week. Uh, it'll be live on so seven. It's live. It'll be live on seven. So get and watch it. And Eagles hopefully it's a good win. game. And hopefully we have a win for the Eagles. I think Eagles will win. I don't think they're going to win by 13 points. Yeah, well, I, I'm hoping a bit, bit more than that. I want to win by at least four goals. Uh, but I won't tip him until I know who's in the team. I don't want to yeah. put the kiss of death on him. <laughs> um, as we said at the start of the show, uh, we're in a paid partnership with Manscaped, so if you need something there, boys, get on to manscaped.com, put the Eagle Nation as your code for 20% off, and follow us on, on all the podcast platforms that you're out there. We'll spread it to your mates. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And until next week, mate, um, go Eagles. Yeah, go Eagles. See you next week, Wazza. Thank you. Thank you.